We started yesterday the ninth parak in Chavis HaTalmidim. Very, very sharp parak where the Piyasetna wants to give us some advice on how to steig and how to grow. We started yesterday in the first paragraph, the long paragraph in the beginning, where he was discussing how come people learn Torah and they're not changed people. And sometimes we even see people that learn Torah and they go off the derech and they struggle with Yiddishkeit. But if Torah is the embodiment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how could it be that people aren't growing just from learning Torah? And we discussed yesterday, especially since Chazal say that Hamar Shabbat Machzulim the person learns Torah automatically becomes a better person. And he explained that the problem is that people don't know how to learn Torah. Based on the Zayar HaKadosh, Chil Gimel, if somebody that thinks that the Torah is just the garment that we see, he learns whatever parasha or whatever halacha or whatever sugi and gemara, and it's just an intellectual pursuit, he's, not, he's just touching the garments of the king. He's not touching the king himself. Because Baruch Hu's in the Torah, and you have to go beneath it and go underneath it. And he explained it like a mikvah. Somebody that goes to the mikvah but doesn't go in or doesn't submerge himself in it, he obviously is not going to become Torah. Kodesh Baruch also ma mikvah matar afa Kodesh Baruch Hu matar So starting the second paragraph, Hain emes. Now it's true. Shabbosha I understand that while learning, kasha l'chol aris nafshecha. It's very hard to awaken yourself from machshavas iloyiyoy. These entirely lofty thoughts and ideas. It's hard to think about Hashem while I'm trying to understand what Tzitzis is asking. It's hard to think about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. At the same time, I'm trying to remember what was the shita shach. What was the shach shita again? I'm supposed to be thinking about Hashem, or I'm supposed to be thinking about the shach. What am I supposed to be thinking about? Mukhrach ato, you obviously have to lahamik babiroshko to delve in with your brain and with your head. Of course, it takes a lot of work to learn. The Gemara says it's called tuchiyah because it's mateshes keichish aladam. Learning the blot Gemara, learning the sugya. It's about Teshes Kech Shalom, it wears you out. So how could it be that while I'm learning something and I'm doing something that wears me out, you want me to understand what I'm learning, you want me to understand the Rashba, and at the same time, you also want me to think about Hashem. You can't do it. Avol Eres Nafshcha, Terem That might be a good excuse while learning. So what's the excuse before you sat down to learn? Before you sat down to learn, learn. why don't you think about I'm about to embark on Dvekas HaKadosh Baruch to learn and comprehend and understand what HaKadosh Baruch wants of me. When was the last time before... It's not a question you answer. I'm just saying. When was the last time that you sat down to learn and before you sat down to learn you literally thought that A, you're learning with HaKadosh Baruch he's the Malam HaTeri Lam Yisrael so you're learning with him. He's right there. HaKadosh Baruch Yoshev At the same time you're learning the Torah to expose yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Instead, sometimes we learn because we have a test. So I sit down and I learn. Galio Yisa. Rikash Hashem. Expose it. I'm about to put in two hours of learning. I'm about to put in six minutes of learning. I'm about to put in one minute of learning. But before you do that, spend two seconds thinking about what you're about to do. About becoming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So granted, it's hard during learning. Maybe eventually you could get that during learning also. You should have that idea. Or that thought. But before learning, there's no excuse. Then, if you have this idea, this thought, and this process, prior to learning, when you will learn, then talking your brain should be 
I want to understand this Bartanura. I want to understand this Tesis. I want to understand this Mishaburu. That's wall learning. And you're exposed, Nefesh. Your soul will be able to penetrate through the clothing, the garment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is called the Torah. If you focus beforehand, you'll be, your neshama will know what you're doing. And your neshama will be able to, okay, I'm really learning with my brain. But my neshama is going to attach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. My neshama is getting close to becoming medavik by Kaddish There's my body, there's my brain, but then there's my soul, there's who I am. Just like the Torah is, there's words, there's a page, there's the Kasha of Abayah, there's the Terrace of Ravah, and beneath all that is also Kaddish Baruch So there's the open, the reveal, learning the open, the reveal. But what's underneath the reveal of me is my neshama, is Kaddish Baruch And what's beneath the Gemara, and what's beneath the Mishnah and the Pasuk and Chomish, Kaddish Baruch so we make an introduction before we start. Hi, Neshama. This is Hashem. Hi, Hashem. This is the Neshama. Okay, you guys are going to get to know each other now. While I'm going to learn, this Chalkas Mechaikis. This from Kiva Eger. Ever thought of that? Amazing. Part one. So part one, part one is, it's hard to do it while learning, but it's a must to do prior to learning. And Nefesh talks about that there are some people that feel and we know exactly who the Nefesh Chaim is talking about when he says this. And I'll tell you who they are. It's not embarrassing. Nefesh Chaim writes to Shardal that people that feel that since learning Torah is Dvekus Vashem, and when they realize they're not being double back on this book, they're learning, they'll stop their learning for a second to, or ten minutes or five minutes to get back to re- reconnect the Torah this book. And Nefesh Chaim screams, no, no, learning Torah is Dvekus back on this book. Don't stop learning. It's not embarrassing to say who it was. The Hasidim held out like that. The Hasidim held that if you're learning... And you forgot about HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Maybe stop and refocus for a minute. Maybe stop and refocus. There's a story about Reb Shmelka of Nikkishberg, who was a Talmud of the Mizrachimagid, who probably the Nefesh Chaim was referring to. But he had a Chavrusa with the Kedushas Levi. They were Chavrusas, and they were Talmudim by the Mizrachimagid. And Reb Shmelka told the Kedushas Levi that if you ever see wall learning in Reb Shmelka of Nikkishberg, you know that Torah was Abba they were Talmudim by the Gro before they became Talmudim of the Magid. Nobody likes to talk about it. But the, the br- two brothers, the Shmalka of Nukersberg and the Pinchas Halevi Harwood, the Hafla, the Talmud Yafas, the Amakna, they were brothers and they were Chavrusas by the Vilna Goyen and then they went and they became Talmudim of the Magid. The Shmalka of Nukersberg knew how to learn. They told the Kedushas Levi that if you ever see while learning that I'm not thinking about Akadish Baruch Hu, wake me up. Shmalka of Nukersberg, they were learning. Different versions of the story. One version says, two hours into learning. The Kedushas Levi was about to have shock. He said, no, no, no. I know. It was like, I was thinking about a Kedush Baruch Hu. Of course I'm trying to understand. Of course I'm trying to explain what's the extra word in the Rambam. But Of course, Of course. It never left my mind for a second. I'll bring you the biggest riot that you could have multiple thoughts at once. The Chaim. Chaim and Hukas Fila Raid. When a person is a person has to have in mind two things. Person has to have a mind, the parish on me like, what does Rusa Aker, Rusa Shabe, Rusa Magar mean? I'm not asking you, I'm saying, you have to have a mind. And at the same time, you have to have a mind that you're in the in front of the king, the king of kings, king of the whole world. 
How do you two things, two things, two, two things at a time? I don't know, but good luck. Chaim holds it. If you don't think that you're able to play by davening, you're not yoyt to tefillah. How are you supposed to do that? The terrorist says that you can. Because, shaitzach, we do it, but they get other things. I'm not going to give examples, but we think about other things while we're doing other things. We can do it by learning also. So therefore, stop, step number one, let's say, let's say Taka like the Nefesh wants to not be mafted for learning. Let's say, let's go with the Nefesh But before learning, the Nefesh Chaim agrees, of course. What am I about to do? But this is no good. But here's the problem. This Neshama, that you're trying to elevate, that you're trying to bring closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's hidden from you. You don't even know about this soul. It's hiding in your body. Where's your soul? I ask you, where's your soul? Where's your soul? Show me, where's your soul? Show me, where's your soul? Where's your neshama? In your body, where? In a specific part? Don't know. Where's your neshama? Don't know. Where's your neshama? In your heart. Where's your neshama? Heart? Yeah? Your neshama? Same place, in the heart. Well, first of all, those that say L'shei Michel before davening, but putting on film, we say, Neshama Shebemoychi. I don't know if we say L'shei Michel before putting on film, but we say, Neshama Shebemoychi. The Neshama in my, in my brain. So, if you said it till now, and you don't know what you were saying, then now you know, Neshama Shebemoychi means the Neshama in my brain. But where's your Neshama? Where's your, not your Neshama in your body? Your Neshama permeates your body. Your Neshama is a part of Hashem. Why do we say Neshama Shebemoychi? It's a good question. It's a very good question. But the Shem is part of Hashem. Where is Hashem? Here, there, everywhere, up, down, right, left, right. So if Hashem is everywhere and your Neshama is part of Hashem, so where is your Neshama? Everywhere. Up, up, down, right, left, all around. Here, there, and everywhere, right? That's where your Neshama can be found. But if you don't even know where your Neshama is, it's in your body. You don't know what that Neshama is. What's your Neshama? What is it? What is your Neshama? The fire? Is the fire inside you? I'm trying to make a picture of a Neshama. But what's your Neshama? What is it? What is this what it is? Pasuk says, So is it the blood? Your blood is your soul? You can have like a, like a cup full of blood, like, hey, there's a neshama there. Obviously not. So what's the neshama? Yeah, good question. You're going to think about it. But the problem is, Mr. Your neshama is hiding somewhere in your body. It's covered over. And it's sleeping. Your neshama is snoring away. Your Yiddishkeit is dead. You're shaking lulav, you're putting on film, you're keeping Shabbos, you're learning, you're davening. Yiddishkeit, sleeping. What happens? Because your neshama is not on fire. It's not awake. If you're not going to wake up your neshama, and you're not going to expose it from the matter that it's hiding under, how are you supposed to get close to that? How are you supposed to get close to that? Your neshama is sleeping. When was the last time you woke up your neshama? Not your body. When was the last time you woke up your neshama? How do you wake up your neshama? What's my neshama? How do I... Learning? Learning wakes up your neshama? Maybe. You can learn, but you can learn while sleeping. I should show you many boys that are learning through sleeping. I should show you many boys that are davening and are sleeping through davening. Not their eyes closed. And not Sleeping means there's no life. No life. Their body is awake. They're even shaking. And they even bend at the right places. And automatically the hand goes like this. Maybe even once in a while they go like this. 
I was sleeping. Mamish sleeping. Mamish. Are you awake? Is this something in you that's alive? Which is going through the motions. The Gemara says, Yishalmi says, we have to thank our spine. Yishalmi says, well, you have to thank your spine? Because it knows when you're up to Maidim and automatically it goes down. The Yishalmi says this. Yishalmi says it. You have to thank your spine because automatically by Maidim, it, like, it's programmed. It was, thank your spine. Did you concentrate on going down? No, not necessarily. The biggest riot is you have somebody who'll dive for the Ahmed. And out of the blue, he'll just like do like Barakat Hashem, every What? What just happened? He has no idea. He was so busy concentrating to make sure he doesn't forget the same bracha. They went like this in the middle of a bracha. Why? No one knows. But it doesn't. It rarely happens in the middle of your own shemayna. So why? Because whatever your body's like. It's shabbos. Nobody knows. You make believe you had an itch. There's nothing there. You don't have a phone in your pocket. Yeah, we all we all know. It's, it's not a spiel. But but why? Why does that happen? Because you're sleeping. To be totally honest, I'll be totally honest because it's that's the best part. If somebody would be awake by davening, they would have they could go through from their beginning of their life to the end of their life, never once forget Yalavi Yavoy. Or never once forget Al Anitan. Or never once say Mashavirach wrong or Saint Alamata wrong. Never once. If you're awake, why should you? You're awake. You know what you're doing. Right? When you're at the plate and you're waiting for a pinch, you're not like Hey, I wonder what Tesis is saying. Oh, that was a strike. It never happened yet. Why? By baseball. It never happened. It never happened yet. Master Shem, one day. One day. Yeah, but by the middle of Tesis, sometimes you do space out. And then you're like, oh, that was a good hit. Oh, my class. But why the other way does it work? Because one is sleeping and one is not. The body's awake, but the Nishama's sleeping. That's all. So first things first is you have to wake up your Nishama. Like, hi, I'm about to learn. I'm about to be Medabek Barakadish Baruch Maybe in the middle, I'm not going to be able to concentrate on this because I'm going to be so engrossed in what Rabbi Kiveg is saying or understanding the terrace of the Chum Sefer or learning what um, Rashi says in Chumash. But before I start, Hashem, I want to be Medabic with you. That's what I'm planning on doing now. Uh, at least start like that. I, have a, I know a Yid. He tells me. He says, I know it might not be the halacha when I'm doing correct. This is what I do. So he tells me. When I do, before I start my nest, right, I go back three steps. To Yisrael, Kumu Bezas Hashem, Gal Yisrael. On my way back, I say, Hi Hashem, it's me, Maishi. I'm about to talk to you. Hashem. Are you allowed to literally talk then? No, I'll be not saying with you. But this person has a relationship with Hashem. I'm not condoning the behavior. But when was the last time you realized, as you were going through that, I'm about to approach Hashem, and I'm about to bow down to the king, and I'm about to have a conversation? Yeah, we just. It's like a whole spiel. Stepping up to the plate, stepping away from the plate, and taking a free throw, and I'm now bowing down for Shmonesh. Same thing. Same thing. Because you're sleeping. You're sleeping. Sleepwalking, sleep talking. Look around. Unfortunately, it's not one or two people in a shul. Unfortunately, there's many people that are doing the same motion. Every once in a while, you need a good wake up that Neshama. Hi, Hashem. I'm about. Hi, Mr. Strolly. So, let's say you can't do it by Gal Yisrael. You can't do it by Menachim. You can do it. Amen. I'm about to have a conversation with you. Please listen to all my words. Why can't you? Hi, I'm introducing myself. Hi, I'm sure this is. I'm Strolly. I want to have a conversation with you. I'm coming to talk to you. I have some things I want to tell you about. How my day went. And how I'd like the rest of my day to go. What's, what, okay, we'll continue this show next week. Mm-hmm.